And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we will review some closer developments and a big night for unheralded pitchers. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had uh, three co-brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Wednesday, August 18th. Al, a ton of standouts on Tuesday, so I'm going to try to get my breath ready and fly through these news and notes. Chris Bassett struck in the face by a line drive in the second inning against the White Sox. He was carted off the field, conscious the entire time. Seems like the worst was avoided. Still no word on possible fractures. Obviously, everyone hoping for the absolute best in this situation. George Springer and Dylan Carlson both going to the IL. George Springer, no timetable for his return. The guy has been awesome when he's been healthy, but a lot of injuries he's had to deal with in his first season in Toronto. Miles Michaelis will make his first start of the season on Friday against Pittsburgh. Joe Ross done for the year with a partial tear of his UCL, but uh, good news is that he looks like he will not need surgery. Chris Bryant and Eric Haas scratched from their respective lineups on Tuesday. Jordan Alvarez didn't play because of a stomach bug. Trey Mancini also did not play because of a sore calf. Ryan Mountcastle activated from the concussion IL, doubled and walked in the game against Tampa Bay. Boston sent Tanner Houck back to uh, Worcester, and if you listen to this, you should know that this is just a bit for me at this point after the doubleheader with the Yankees. You Darvish played catch on Tuesday, so hopefully he's not too far away from getting really going in his return. Mookie Betts resuming baseball activities on Thursday. Mike Trout did warm-ups on the field on Tuesday, first time since July that he has done that, so fingers crossed we get some sort of Mike Trout the rest of the season. Noah Syndergaard threw to live hitters on Tuesday afternoon for the first time since May. Austin Gomber placed on the paternity list. Closer stuff, Al, a two-inning save for Cody Hoyer at Cincinnati. I believe that's his first save since coming over to the Cubs. Paul Seawald back from the paternity list and gets a save against the Rangers. Jake Brents a save against the Astros. Dominic Leone got a save against the Mets, but Jake McGee and Tyler Rogers likely unavailable for the Giants in that one. And the Reds, DFA, Heath Hembry. Do you take anything away from, obviously not the last two, but uh, Hoyer, Seawald, Brents, anything that you look at with those three guys? Well, I think we get just a slight bit of clarity on uh, the the Cubs situation there. They, I mean, they haven't had very many uh, safe situations since the deadline. 12-game uh, losing streaks will do that. Right. So, uh, you know, if there are more, and you figure there are going to be more situations down the line at some point, that Hoyer at least will be a part of it. I think it's status quo there uh, in Seattle and Kansas City, just uh, confirmation that Seawald and Brents are going to be part of the mix there. All right, let's talk about all those standouts from Tuesday, Alan. Let's start 
With Wasker Inoa in five and a third innings, didn't give up any runs, three hits, one walk, four Ks against the Marlins. We talked about him. God, I can't remember if that was a waiver show or a net fantasy baseball in 15, but I asked you if you were interested in him. You said very interested in him. I imagine that this just uh, adds to the fuel to the fire for you. Yeah, no, this doesn't change anything, obviously, uh, because, you know, sometimes in fantasy, we are just greedy by nature. A little disappointed that you had four (laughs) strikeouts and five and a third. But hey, first start back after a long time out with the hand injury. Uh, So no, no reason to complain. Nothing changes here with Inoa. Luis Heal, another good start here. Did have to dance around four walks and four walks and three hits in four and one-thirds innings, but he danced around them effectively, didn't give up any runs, struck out four against a very tough Red Sox lineup, and has given up no runs in 15 and two-thirds innings. I mean, we know the Yankees have a lot of options now with everyone back, but Heal is really forcing their hand and making them have some sort of role for him, isn't he? I would think so, and I, I guess the question is, uh, does it change to a, a bulk relief role, or do they maybe move Nestor Cortez into that sort of role? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Uh, probably for Cortez or Gil, one of them loses some sort of um, place in, in the pecking order, but uh, yeah, Heal is doing absolutely everything that is possible uh, for him to stay in that rotation, so we just have to stay tuned. Uh, one more pitcher I definitely want to get to is Daniel Lynch, another strong outing for Lynch seems to be putting it together here in the second half of the season. Seven innings, gave up just uh, one run on four hits and three walks, struck out five against the Astros over his last five, L 30 and two-thirds innings pitched, 24 Ks against 11 walks, three homers allowed, and a 2.35 ERA. And there has been quite a high degree of difficulty. Those five starts coming against the Astros, Yankees, White Sox, Blue Jays, and Tigers. How excited should we be getting about Daniel Lynch right now? I think pretty excited. Uh, and just uh, to put it in one context, I've got Lynch in a daily league. Thought about starting him for this one. Thought better of it. Wish I had, obviously. Uh, but uh, I think that that degree of difficulty is really relevant here because the ERA is obviously impressive, but uh, he's also stranded a lot of runners. And you look at that uh, strikeout ratio, which isn't really all that impressive. And then you look at the teams that he's faced. And I think you have to take that into consideration, too. So when you come out of that five-start stretch with those numbers, I I think you're seeing something legit here with Daniel Lynch. Eli Morgan with another outing in which he pitched well, and maybe most importantly for him, did not allow a home run. That's now three straight in this outing against the Twins. Fanned eight and six innings, no runs, three hits, two walks. Are you starting to take him more seriously? I definitely am. Uh, the, the strikeouts have been just a, a tad down, but uh, certainly they're enough that they can be helpful to you in fantasy. And I think I said this uh, on the, the Tuesday show that the reason I didn't want to stream Morgan against the Twins was because of the, the trend of home runs, which, mm-hmm. you know, it, it had been down in the last two or three starts, but uh, that just loomed for me. And uh, I think it's sort of like with Tristan McKenzie with the walks uh, now for several starts being much, much lower. Uh, I, I With each start, I'm having a little bit more confidence in Morgan. Taylor Widener with his second straight good start against a, a tough lineup. Uh, this one was against the Phillies. Gave up uh, just one run on two hits and three walks in five innings. Fanned five previously. A five-inning outing where he gave up two runs and struck out seven against the Padres. Any chance he becomes more than a streamer, or does he still live in that stream world for now? I think down the stretch that uh, there is that possibility. And it's, as you mentioned, two good starts in a row, and both with, with fairly tough matchups. And if you go back a little further than that, some pretty good peripherals for Widener, really going back to July. Uh, but just the, the end result wasn't always what you wanted to see for fantasy purposes. 
But uh, I'm back in on Widener. I was uh, earlier in the season when he was first up with the Diamondbacks. And at this point, I'm still considering him a streamer. But I'd also I'd be happy to stream him off my bench and uh, just have him for the for the final haul here. All right, I'm going to group these next couple of guys together because they all pitched well on Tuesday and they all could be uh, following the same sort of track. So Ronaldo Lopez, Tyler Anderson, Drew Rasmussen, and Chris Ellis. Chris Ellis in a bulk relief role after a Drew Rasmussen. All these guys threw the ball well, Al. We already know that some of them are on the stream radar. Do you take anything away from any of these four guys and do they move off the stream radar? Anything like that. We've talked about Tyler Anderson in his context quite a bit and he came through again against the Rangers. Anything to take away from in a meaningful fantasy context for many of these guys. I think the one that changes for me a little bit here is Drew Rasmussen because it's just it's another good start for him. And yeah, it was the Orioles, but uh, he's been good in the starting role. And we just, you know, certainly like to see him get to five innings and uh, above with with some consistency here. Maybe that will come. Uh, so definitely this this start puts uh, Rasmussen more on my radar. This was the first appearance for Ellis with the Rays and a really impressive one. Again, sort of hard to know how much to weight the, the matchup against the Orioles on this one. Certainly the minor league number wouldn't have suggested that he was going to come out of the gate with this kind of performance, but it puts Ellis on my radar just to see what his role is going to be, even just to see how long he's up with the race. Anderson, we I think we know who he is. We could certainly take advantage of starting him against good matchups in the Rangers, of course, as we mentioned many times. Very good matchup lately. Ronaldo Lopez, what a, a just a, a string of performances from him, but by the same token, you got Carlos Rodon possibly coming back very, very soon. So watch that situation. See if the White Sox go to a five or a six-man rotation or if Lopez goes into bulk relief role. Either way, he might have some value. Finally, John Means. Uh, we don't really need to talk about him, but just another rough outing uh, against the Rays. He did strike out seven in four innings, but he also gave up seven runs, four of which were earned on eight hits. So just hasn't been quite the same for John Means in the second half. Nelson Cruz with two homers in that game against the Orioles. He is now up to 26 on the season. Evan Longoria goes three for three with his 10th homer of the season in the Giants' uh, win over the Mets on Tuesday. Al, we know this is a crowded infield, but Evan Longoria, does he need to be added back to teams right now? I'll, I'll just say that I'm, I'm not sure. I think if you're in doubt, add him back if you have any room to stash him because he's obviously a, a very useful uh, bat if, uh, if you've got the room for him. But, you know, bear in mind, now this was the start against Marcus Stroman. Uh, so I, anytime I see Longoria right now starting against a righty, that's, you got a very crowded situation there with all those left-handed hitters. So for Longoria to work his way in is good. But Chris Bryant, as you noted earlier, Michael, was scratched from the lineup. So I don't know if Longoria would have started otherwise. So uh, it's just a, it's another situation to watch. Stash him if you can. Um, and certainly in daily leagues, uh, Longoria is a, a, a must start uh, whenever he's in the lineup. Riley Adams going three for four with his second homer and third double. This coming against Toronto. He was acquired in the Brad Hand deal. Interestingly enough, does he have a role to play in fantasy leagues down the stretch here, Al? I think this is just mostly a situation to watch because right now Adams is getting roughly an equal share of the uh, catching duties in, in D.C. And uh, obviously tons of upside there. A little bit of a slow start, but, you know, maybe things turn around after a nice performance here. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, let's get on to Wednesday streamers. Just a couple of guys to talk about. Marco Gonzalez gets that dream matchup against Texas. Ranger Suarez gets himself a pretty darn good matchup as well against Arizona. Al, before we started going here, I actually picked up Ranger Suarez for uh, my, in my daily league. So I am streaming him. Do you like either of these guys better than the other? I do like Gonzalez better just because you can certainly foresee him going out there and, and tossing, uh, you know, maybe a complete game, which I think he did the last time out, uh, you know, certainly going six or seven against the Rangers uh, and probably six or seven really good innings. So nothing against Ranger Suarez, but I just think that there's a little bit more uh, predictability in what you can get from Gonzalez. I don't doubt that Suarez is going to have a nice outing against the Diamondbacks. I just don't know if it's maybe going to be limited to like three innings. Right, so right. I, th- I think there's in the range of possibilities there that maybe he goes five and that would be fantastic, but we'll just have to have to wait and see. Um, I would probably avoid using Suarez uh, if I do have another alternative today. Again, just because of the innings concern. Yeah, totally a fair concern for Suarez. So let's wrap things up here with the prospect spotlight. MJ Melendez in the Kansas City pipeline promoted to AAA Omaha last week and has already homered twice in his first five games. This guy basically checked every box and then went back and like bold checked every box at the AA level. 285 with 28 homers at AA Northwest Arkansas before he got the promotion. Let's move over to Texas where Glenn Otto, uh, who was acquired in the Joey Gallo trade, is already making a little bit of an impact uh, on the season. 130 strikeouts against 21 walks in 90 and two-thirds innings. He's got a 3.38 ERA between the AA and AAA levels. Uh, How do you look at these two guys, Al? Well, differently because uh, in terms of redraft versus dynasty, because I think Otto's appeal in dynasty leagues, maybe that's starting to change with uh, something of a breakout season, but also you know, a little bit old for the levels at 25, uh, but maybe some some value down the line here uh, with the Rangers. There certainly, I would think it'd be an opportunity for him to maybe be a September call up. Uh, he's really pitched very well since coming over to the Rangers organization uh, in that trade with the Yankees. So definitely somebody to look at in deeper leagues as um uh, you know, we have call-ups and again, September, maybe even a little bit before that, if a need arises for the Rangers. So a little bit of a shorter term perspective there on Otto Melendez. I really highly doubt that we see him this year. Uh, he's doing everything possible to uh, get to the majors as soon as possible this year, just a fantastic season for him. But you know, there's a, a guy uh, by the name of Sal Perez. That's uh, you know, pretty okay catcher in, in Kansas city. So I don't know if that forces maybe a position change for Melendez. If he gets traded in the off, 
offseason, but somehow, somewhere, uh, he should have an important role in uh, 2022. Definitely imagine he's going to be a guy who we see in a big way in the 2022 season. Thank you for seeing us in a big way to kick off your Wednesday morning here on Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Al Melchior and I, back with you on Thursday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.